Yeah, Andy, they're saying the audio dropped out. Hey guys, welcome. Today is Sunday, the 10th of November. We are officially 8 days, 15 hours, and 56 minutes from stadium launch. Uh, I'm Eddie Gomez, the stadium player one. How are you doing, Chase? Doing well, Eddie. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, as we have here, I'm counting down the days. Intense, very intensive. Um, yeah, I cannot express uh, how much I'm excited to stay there finally launching in uh, eight days, 15 hours, and 50 minutes seconds from now. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. We we've been through the months of June and July and August and September and. Um, October seemed like the longest month ever, and finally we're in the month of November. So it's it's finally time. It's finally time to get our hands on this service. I think everyone's excited about it. Right, right, right. I agree with you. Uh, it has been a, a long haul, as Google would say. They are in for the service for the long haul. And But we're getting close. So uh, for the, everyone watching this podcast today, I'm... We will ask again that I'm sorry for the quality here. Uh, we were improving every week. Today, apparently, we're having uh, difficulties with uh, the Discord call I'm having with Chase. So he may show a little bit pixelated to you guys, but uh, we're guaranteeing that the audio is crystal clear to everyone. Yeah, and I think that may be a big announcement to talk about, Eddie, is where the uh, the actual podcast will be for people that... We've had a lot of people ask about, look, I don't want to, on, on some days, it's hard for me to, to tune in live, but I'd love to have something for my car or my ride, or even at work, just audio version. Right. Um, and, right. and how can I do that? So it might be something to talk about, Eddie. So, right, guys. Um, so starting today, I know it's episode three. We should have done this from the beginning. But um, starting today on this episode, the podcast will be live at anchor.fm slash choose as this week on Stadia, so anchor.fm slash choose. This link is going to be in the description. Once this episode is live there, I'm going to put up on my Twitter and every Discord server we are as well. So um, you guys will have a chance to listen to the podcast via anchor.fm slash choose. You get to hear our beautiful voices. There you go. <laughs> yes. Our, our thoughts on Stadia on a weekly basis on everything that was on the news. All right, Absolutely. so talking about what was on the news, the big news, the week started very slowly, in my opinion. Um, we, we were not okay. Monday passed by, there was nothing. Then on Tuesdays, it, it was Tuesday, right? The app launch. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so... Finally, the Stadia app has launched on, on the Google Play Store. A lot of people did the download of it on Tuesday, but what was interesting is, of course, a few hours later, they were doing the APK breakdown, and Google 9to5 did an awesome job there doing the breakdown. Other sites as well, like, shout out to, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Stadia Share. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think it's Share Stadium. I think it's Share the... Stadium. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry for that. They yeah. did a, a very nice breakdown. I've read that um, based on each section, they did the breakdown based on, on team you were talking about. But uh, Chase, you also did uh, the video this morning 
I'm sorry, yesterday morning about uh, this. So could you please go ahead and uh, talk a little bit to us about it? So, I mean, in, well, in regards to the application, um, I did the Saturday morning Stadia talk on it. And then a couple of days prior to that, did an actual kind of just a quick kind of overview on the application. So the app is live, um, which we kind of knew was going to happen at some point. Um, a couple things I think that stand out for it. Number one, I think it tells us that they are ramping up to the launch of Stadia. I think that's the biggest one, of course, right? But the other part is they probably are wanting to do some public testing with the application. Um, if you actually look at the application build version, it means they've been playing around with this. This isn't the latest or the, this isn't the earliest version of the application. So they want to probably get this out into public testing. Um, and it also means that there's a potential that um, some individuals will get early access. Um, what do I mean by that? So some of the media members, you know, other individuals to actually do, uh, you know, initial impressions of the service. So I think that all plays into it. Um, the application is live, but you cannot use it yet. Right. Um, you won't be able to do anything with it until you get your, uh, when your shipping confirmation happens. Uh, activation code. Yeah. Well, for your founder's edition bundle, you'll get the activation code and it's a 16 digit code. You'll use that in the app. That'll then prompt you to be able to set up your Stadia name, um, and, you know, go, go from there. So as far as the application is concerned, uh, they're using Flutter, which is a pretty standard, build that that google uses um and, it, and it's actually a good thing because it's it's kind of that universal type of platform they can move it across to different um operating systems so in this case a lot of the, the ones that people have been asking about has been ios um, and i think ios is going to happen in short order but what they have to be careful of is ios doesn't have some of the vp9 and vpx codec technology that the chrome uh, browsers do um, so because of that, they're going to limit probably at first, and it's not even probably, they're going to limit you being able to play Stadia on, on iOS devices. We already know that. So they're probably just wanting to make sure everything's you know concise with the application before they move it across to other builds. But again, it's a good sign that, that them building on that means it is going to come in short order to other operating systems. Right, right. And even talking about that right now, uh, I've seen everyone can download on their phones android phones either if it's not the official phones announced like uh the pixel lines uh, i've seen people installing on uh, samsung phones or huawei phones or other brands phones so looks like everyone can download it for now but uh, we will see when in terms of running games if everyone will be able to run games or not agreed yeah, and I, I think I think the part that's probably the most interesting again that I I found with the application, um, and you you all can go back and look at this, but when you open up the the Google Play Store, you actually can see what I like to call either vignettes or you know the screenshots of what the application is supposed to look like, and up right. on the top where you can see some type of a controller um icon which means it knows if the controller is connected to the service they've got your friends list there um, then they've got a couple different social media channels for youtube twitter we know they've got the official discord now so that's listed so some pretty cool things there that again gives us kind of some insight of what the application is going to look like um uh, and we, and we found quick, out some other interesting things too so my, just my a bad quick, just a quick one on that uh 
it was funny. Let me just put it here on the screen. Uh, we have the Stadia app here uh, on the screen uh, from from Google Play. The Discord channel. When we saw here, there was a YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, and Facebook account and Discord. We've seen before that uh, all of these already had an official channel from Google. And now we have a Discord official from Google Stadia as well. So that uh, that's kind of a news as well. There's, there's a lot of people there already, but uh, we will see. Uh, with the times going by, how much people will have on that? Yeah, and I think what happened was they took the the Discord that was already tied to the subreddit, and they just made that the official one, from my understanding. So, yeah, I know that uh, I was already on that channel, but uh, I had like three channels named Stadia, so I <laughs> didn't know exactly which one became official. But uh, yeah, Discord service, but. Guys, come hang out and chase Discord is where we spend the most of our time there. <laughs> yeah, there's, and I, I will say, you know, one thing I don't do a good job of on on my part of it is with our dis with my Discord, for example, I don't promote that as much, uh, and I really should because there's some awesome conversation in there. Um, we've got a lot high, of the high quality conversation. We do that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple guys from the PSVG channel that are on there. Uh, Dev and Jared, they're actually on the Google Stadia show a lot. Um, as far as their podcast, uh, they're in the in the Discord. Um, we've got a couple of the other content creators from YouTube in there, and then all, all the awesome, you know, community members. You know, I say this all the time in my videos, but we've got some awesome individuals from our community that just really help bolster, I think, some really important conversation, um, and and really, you know, bring the conversation to life. Uh, I think it's the bigger the bigger point. Um, so geez, if we go talk about the strings from the APK or the app published, there's anything we would like to highlight. Uh, let me put it up here on the screen again. This is the article from the share Stadia website. Shout out to them again. Uh, they, they put it here. Some signaling. Signif I'm sorry, <laughs> significant discoveries. <laughs> uh, it has been a long Sunday. Um, so there was publisher, publishers confirmed 2K, developer digital, Nordic, Square Enix, and Ubisoft. No surprises here as well. These guys already had games announced. Mm -hmm. uh, Stadia Games instance will stop after five minutes without Wi Fi. Uh, it's more like to, to prevent you mm -hmm. being uh, logged in into a session that you are not there anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, and they've already said that you have to be on Wi-Fi, so that's just a that's a safety measure that if it doesn't detect Wi-Fi for longer than five minutes, it's it's going to cut it. So, uh, other significant discovery they put in here: not all Chromecast Ultras will be available to play with State at launch, as they lack the required update. That's an interesting one because I already have a Chromecast Ultra plugged into my living room TV. Uh, I'm not sure if it's up to date, but it's a smart move of then shipping a new Chromecast. So whatever they're shipping and whatever arrives at your door, you just plug. You don't need to update anything. They would just run Stadia quickly after a setup. It, I think it really is a plug and play thing, but I also think it's something else. I think that 
they may have found that the whatever the firmware is that's been updated onto the Chromecast, you know, that's that's native, the one that they're shipping to you, um, they may have tweaked some things that maybe aren't going to be able to be done with the firmware update that they send out over the public side of things. There may be some issues with that. Um, it could be, you know, I hate saying it like this, but it could be that maybe, maybe the issue is is that these Chromecasts that we're getting the only firmware that it has on it is the most current one without all the preceding ones. And maybe that's creating a problem, if that makes sense. So when you update to the new one, if there's any old data on the Chromecast and it's not in a factory uh, reset situation, maybe that's having something to do with it. But it, it, when you look at it from the perspective of, they said that you have to get a Chromecast Ultra from us, this now makes sense as to why they're saying that. We right. had that question come up from a lot of people of, I already have a Chromecast Ultra. Why do I need another one? Why are you making me purchase one? This is why. This is their reasoning behind it. Right, right. Uh, another one good to highlight here. Stadia Capture will not be available on the Stadia app. Your comments on this, Chase? Well, I, I think the capture piece, and it, it, this one's a little, I don't want to say it's vague, but I would like to hear some more information. Hopefully... We're going to get to this in a minute about the AMA, but hopefully this upcoming week, this is a question that someone poses and they actually elect to, to answer it because capture, they say on here screenshots and video clips, but capture, that capture button is also for streaming. Right. So is that going to be limited? You know, there's a lot of things that we still don't know going into launch, um, but I, I think overall the way that nine to five Google, by the way, had a really good article on this as well. Um, and they were talking about how there's a label that's in there that's going to indicate that captures are coming soon from the strings. Right. Um, so that leads me to believe that it may not be in its full capabilities at launch. Um, for so for also, example, the state chair, which is yeah. a capture thing that we don't know exactly how, uh, what would I need to press? On the cons on the controller to do a stage share, uh, but thinking about this example, maybe it's something that uh, it's limited only to the application on the phone. You to perform a stage share, but maybe when you are playing on the Chrome browser or on the TV, you can can do that. Well, here's what they said. They from what they read in the strings is that you can you can manage the clips only in the mobile app. So that's the only place you can view and, and actually manage them. You can't do it from anywhere else, which is, uh, I don't know if, again, if that's something where they want you to do it as like a companion situation. And that's why they've chose to go that route mm -hmm. because you could do it here and be on the, the, the device at the same time. Or if there's a reason that maybe they found that it, it doesn't work as well on your Chrome browser or i don't know you know i don't know if it's a memory situation if it downloads them to your phone like there, there's a lot of things that we don't know with this um and we won't know until we get our hands on it but i thought it was interesting this is the exact language from the nine to five uh, google app or nine to five google um article and this one was by i actually have it up on my end it's from ryan uh, kovach from november 8th um, and he actually says on here where is it at um, it also turns out the capture functionality will be exclusive to mobile and unsupported on mobile, meaning you can't capture screenshots or video clips in the mobile app, but it's the only place, and that's the key word, only place you can view and manage them. So that's right. interesting. Yeah, that, that's very interesting thinking that uh, they say you can play only with Pixel phones, 
but you have the Stadia app that would be a companion to do all of these other things as well. So maybe uh, this kind of question would be taken care during the the AMA, or we'll just find out when Stadia launches. Yeah, I I would hope. And again, we we don't know what's going to happen during the AMA. They may really try to avoid some of these. This is kind of why I think we're not getting a connect um, in in a sense, is that there's a lot of these things that are going to come to the forefront that people are going to be concerned about when the when the service launches. And a lot of them are things that, to be fair, I don't think a realistic person looking at this situation would say we expected every single one of these things at day one. You know, that I think for me, my expectation coming in is that or my expectations coming into the into the service were it runs flawlessly at launch, meaning you can play a game flawlessly. Right. You could chat with your friends without any problems. Um and you could you could you know, do your basic functionality of saving data, all that, all that, the, the, the streaming part of it, the capture, the stream connect, those are all things that I kind of expected might be slower rollouts. So this isn't as big to me, but I can understand for people that are streamers, people right. that are on Twitch, people that are on, and we're going to actually talk about this in a second, because mm. there's a concern there too. Right. Um, people that are wanting to use YouTube, um, you know, that, that makes sense to me why they would be concerned about this. So I absolutely get it from their perspective. Right. Um, so let's, uh, just jump in from, um, before we jump into the next topic, just the, the last one I would like to highlight here on this discoveries, it's this, oh, no, sorry. Uh, I highlighted the wrong thing, but it is the string that talking about the restriction of servers or queue system, right? Servers. Our servers in our your area can't support any more players at the moment. Please try again in a few minutes. Uh, yes, Chase, <laughs> please. <laughs> this one is big. Yeah, I, I have I have two other ones I want to tackle too real quick. But this right. one, this is probably the biggest one that people are kind of stressing out about. And I, I wanna I talked about this on I'm pretty sure it was on Saturday morning Stadia talk that I that I do. I do that as a weekly series. Um the I don't think this is as much of an issue for the the founders and the premier edition launch that we're coming into because and, and I tried to explain this in a, a more concise way that when Google sold every single one of these um, founders edition pre-orders or these premier edition pre-orders, they're accounting for every person that's going to be on the service. Okay. So for the founders edition, for everyone you sell, you got to account for what? Two people. For your premier edition, you got to account for what? One person. Right. So they know buddy how pass. many people. It, it, well, the, exactly. For the buddy pass, right? So they know how many people are going to be on the servers day one for this rollout. And I don't think it'll be as big for this. Any good company in in network and server infrastructure in that in that arena um, is going to put some kind of language like this in because they don't want to underdeliver. For any reason, they hit some kind of a crazy peak period that they weren't anticipating. They don't want them to have to come back and say, "Well, hey, the servers are down, and here's why." You know, they wanted to give you a reason as to what's going on. Here's my my expectation. I think. Right now, this isn't something that everyone should be as concerned with. Um, I'm trying to, again, kind of tamper that expectation and, and that fear. I think where the bigger issue is going to come into play is when we get to the base launch. Because that, you know, a couple of people made the the um, 
the comparison that well every time someone signs up for base they know but you don't know how many of those people are going to be constantly on the servers or not you kind of know with the founders and the premier edition holders they're going to be using it they're going to be your heavier users they're they're invested in it so i think this language might be a little bit more critical for us to watch when we get to february or march of next year and not so much in the in the now right right i agree with you in the point that uh it's just as you said it's a legal thing they have to put it uh but uh the chances of being a server problem especially now during before the base launches i think it's very limited especially because google see that everyone is paying attention and if something like this happen it's going to be on the news everywhere Yeah. Um, we already seen that there are some people on websites that are very much looking forward to talk bad things about Stadia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I and I, I think that's I think that's something that again they're just this is this is one of those things where it's actually a good thing. Like I, I know people are going to be frustrated by that language, but you have to understand this is a proactive approach from them and any good business that's in this type of technology space, you would want them to do this. If they didn't have this language in here, that's where I actually would be more concerned. Um, because if we got to that point and nothing was there, well, then you don't have any type of messaging that's coming to us as the consumer telling us why we can't access the service at that time. Because people are going to freak out and go, oh, is it a, a, a DOS attack? Is it, you know, someone hacked the Google servers? You know, there'd be so much speculation there and, and that would make it even worse than what it already would be. So, I think this is the reason that they're doing that, not only for that perspective of it, but like you said, Eddie, it's it's a legal piece um, that they have to make sure they have in place. Right. Um, Chase, before we jump in on the other two things you would like to tackle, just talking here about the chat, uh, Victor is saying that the 4K TV sales are on. I might take a chance on a 4K monitor. And following up with the Stadia USA comment, what's up, Brendan? Uh, Black Friday Google Store, how's that going to be on Stadia? So, Victor, I would wait for Black Friday to get a 4K TV, for sure, at this point. Uh, it is um, three Fridays from now. So, um, I, I bet we're going to be best deals on, on 4K TVs there. And Black Friday and Google Store, uh, we'll talk about that in, in a minute, Brenda. Sounds but, uh, good. Yeah, the, the the other two that I was going to tackle, um, I actually want to cover the data usage one first, and then I'm going to talk about the party system. And that's, right. I'll I'll be better in this, uh, in this podcast about getting off on a tangent and getting into a soapbox situation, Eddie. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna speak my piece on that real quick. But, um, so data usage, we found out there was a string, um, in the and again when we talk about these strings. Uh, what some individuals did just to define it, there were strings in the application itself. There was about 1,500 of them. So they went in and broke down the APK and pulled these. These are kind of your, your internal messages within the app. So one of them says, play with high-quality graphics up to 4K resolution. This is killer. Data usage might reach 20 gigabytes per hour. Right. State only. So why is this important? Well, one, when the estimates were done, probably what, about three or four months ago, if you remember, some people were trying to do those estimates about how much data right. 4K would use. They were definitely weren't as high as this. So this is 
this is a concern for those of of you out there that have a uh, you know a data, data cap with a terabyte um, because they've estimated this would chew through about 50 hours if you only were playing Stadia, which is a kind of a concern. Here's what I'll tell you though. Um, I think as a whole, what's happening is that Google hasn't yet found the right way to compress the 4K stream in the same ways that they've been able to do the 1080 and 720. And where am I drawing my conclusion from? So if you all remember uh, during Gamescom specifically, John Justice talked about they had gotten 1080p from Project Stream, which was normally about 25 megs down, all the way down to between 15 to 10 megabits per second as of that Gamescom interview. So what, what it sounds like to me is they've been able to do the compression techniques better with those, those smaller amount of frames, those smaller amounts of pixelation. But when it comes to 4K, they haven't found the sweet spot yet. And that's why the, the data usage is still so high. I don't expect, and I want to be very honest with everyone, I don't expect this to be a long-term problem. I think this is something that we're probably going to run into, let's say, you know, to be conservative, maybe quarter three of next year. Um, and I know that's a long time, but at the same time, there may be reasons for this. They may have, with the current codecs that are out there, they may not be able to get the compression where they want it. And what they're thinking is, okay, well, when we do the next you know, VPX codec upgrade, that's when we can try to get that stream a little bit more confined and get it a little bit more better. So that's my guess here is what's going on with that. And I don't know if you want to comment on that, Eddie. Yeah, you... yeah, I, I have a comment here. Actually, Victor said, 20 gigabytes per hour, and I put it here, uh, the article from 9 to, 9 to 5 for Google. Uh, and the string said exactly that. Play with high-quality graphics up to 4K resolution. Data usage might reach 20 gigabytes per hour, Stadia Pro only. Uh, for us that don't have data caps, uh, we may not be worried. But Victor has a very interesting point. It's Let's say Stadia is a very huge successor all around your area and can you imagine the traffic around your area everyone trying to use 20 gigabytes per hour that may be an infrastructure issue not uh, about the speed but your isp being able to deliver 20 gigabytes per hour to everyone in that area yeah, and it and it is a you know it is a concern for those individuals that have a data cap, and that's why I said, for the data cap part of it, that's an issue. For the for the the part about just the network traffic in your area, I'll be honest with you, ISP wise, most ISPs now that network congestion isn't an issue. Where you see that be a problem is more so in rural areas, so areas that have the old school copper wiring, the old school DSL type of lines that aren't fiber. If you have, if you're in an area where there's fiber lines, again, you don't tend to see a lot of congestion um, normally, unless there's some other, other, you know, failure with a switch or something that's part of that ISP's network, which that's a whole different issue altogether. It has nothing to do with you actually using the service, if that makes sense, you know, like actually using yeah, bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think that's a major issue for most people, but again, I can see where it would be a problem for for individuals that are in areas where the network infrastructure, the the yes, the the network pipeline for their ISP isn't so good. Right, and for individuals that uh, are on data caps, usually they have a one terabyte 
monthly. It's what uh, Google 95 mentions here, which playing 20 gigabytes per hour gives you about 50 hours of gameplay at 4K. And that is removing all of the other uh, internet. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, that's that's kind of nuts. Um, now, they did say on here that you will have the ability to adjust your quality settings. And I'm assuming that you'll also be able, aside from what the article said that 9to5 wrote about, I, I would assume you'd have an option for 1080 as well. Right. But they have a, an option for 720, which would reduce the data usage down to about 4.5 4. 4. Uh, gigabytes per hour. Yep. Um, and that would give you about 200 hours of game time. Um, and the exact language says this. It says, limit your data usage to 4.5 gigabytes per hour. Visual quality will be capped at 720. Um, and then they have some character limits, which I think have a lot to do with um, the megabytes per second of how much, how high you can go or how low you can go. Right. Uh, and I think that's what that's dealing with. So, uh, What is the other chase you want to talk about? So the, the one that I wanted to tackle was the party system. Um, and it seems like that one of the strings that was found was that parties are for playing games and chatting together. This is the text on the banner informing that we will see parties release soon, or mm -hmm. we will soon uh, release parties feature. Um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it concise. This isn't good. Um, and I, I kind of already said this before in a couple videos that I've done that I am not happy that Google did not make this a priority. Um, this should have been something that was prior to everything else that this needed to be right come day one. Uh, because again, I think for most people, if the, if the system functions, if the, the, the service functions, if you can play your game with minimal, you know, imperceptible latency, which is what we all expect is going to happen, or at least we hope to expect, and you have the ability to play with your friends, um, that's really, I think, that's enough for most people in the beginning. But this is not a good look. And I, and I can tell you, you know, I've talked to several friends of mine that are planning to go over to this service and are excited for it. They are not keen on playing on in-game chat. And I'm not either. I've never been one of those people, you know, once party the party system rolled out for Xbox Live and then they brought it over to, to the PlayStation right. interface. Right. I don't like being on the in-game chat. I only like being either where there's no audio for me right. whatsoever, or if I have a couple friends, that's the only people I worry about that I need to communicate with. So the fact that this is not potentially, and who knows, they may get something corrected before day one. Right. Um, you know, nine to five said in this article, we hope to see this within a week or two after launch, if not on launch day. I hope that happens, but I, I'm just going to say it again. If it's not, Google... You know, if you're listening, I say this all the time, this has got to be a priority number one. You have to get this in order because people are not going to be thrilled about this. And you can already see in some of the Reddits, uh, the Reddit feeds um, on this. You can see this on Twitter. You can even see it in some of the discords. Uh, people are not thrilled about this. Um, and I personally am not thrilled about it. So, Yeah, uh, I have a comment on this because I don't remember. Well, I haven't been around with the... Nintendo Switch launch, but I don't remember any other major platform being PlayStation and Xbox launching without the system of party chatting. Exactly. So even um, Steam, when Steam from Valve launched, there was some kind of uh, party chatting. 
way back then when uh, when Steam launched it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and to be fair, Sony didn't have it initially. They added it on, and I can't remember when that happened exactly. Um, but but my point is, it's now an integral part of how we game. And because of that fact, that is something that should not have been skimped on. All these other little things, like, again, like I said, I, I know some people care more about streaming, and I get that. But the basic functionality of the service is what should have been prioritized. Does the games play well? Can you access the games without any, you know, without any issue? Is there imperceptible latency? Can you party up with your friends? Those are the pillars. Everything else after that is just, you know, what I would like to call the, <laughs> trying to think of the right term. It would be the, um, the icing on the cake, right? It would be the right. extra things that we want. Um, so that, that's how I look at it. And even if you think, oh, but now Stadia is promoting Discord because there's the official Discord from Stadia. But um, you you gotta think that not everyone's gonna use Discord because not everyone's gonna game on the PC. A lot of people will play and treat these as a console. Just get the controller, put it on the TV on the Chromecast, and play it on the TV. And if you don't have a party chat system, you're gonna okay. Maybe I'll get my phone to act as my party chat, but it's different because uh, I will not have the audio from the game itself. So, for people who are playing straight on on console wise, like on TV, yes, it is a missing feature. For the people who plays on PC, yes, of course you can use Discord. Yeah, and you're right, Eddie. It doesn't make sense for you to have your phone plus the game. That's the whole purpose of why you want to have party chat integrated into as far as because we again, most people are considering this to be a console or at least a, a version of a console, even though I kind of think Stadia is its own thing. I don't think it's really a console more than a PC or vice versa, but it, it is a console S type of system or service. So with that in mind, you really want to have a lot of these features on day one. And again, I don't think people are going to put up with this long-term. Like this is something they've got to get ironed out within the first couple of weeks, if not potentially have it ready on launch day. Right. Right. Okay. Um, moving on before we move on, just want to tackle here on chat. Uh, you want to bring your two cents on black Friday and stadia chase. Yeah, I think, I do think that we will see, I don't know if it'll be for this current Black Friday per se, but I do think we will see game sales. Um, usually what you tend to see from Sony and Microsoft is they'll give you 10% discounts on games. I imagine that, that Stadia will be about the same um, as far as that's concerned. Um, and as far as, again, like I said, as far as this Black Friday, since it's a brand new service just launching, I don't know how many sales will be present if any, um, that's just my, my internal, again, my business sense kicking in there that, you know, there, <laughs> I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but if these are games that are just coming out on this service, you don't want to devalue them right off the bat. I don't know that they're going to go that route initially. I could be wrong. Um, I, but I, I, I disagree with you and I will explain why. Go ahead. There are, there are a few games, simpler games, such as the Power Rangers, and uh, Dragon Ball, which uh, are smaller games, they are already on Steam. 
and usually it's like right now I think it's around 15 or 25 dollars and if they go on sale on Steam I would believe or let me take a step back if when they launch they have the same price as they will have on Steam I would say that they would launch in Stadia with the same price as on Steam and you don't you don't think that about pricing right I, I just, I don't know. I, it, it, my only reason I'm saying no to that is because it's a new service. Now, again, there could be some titles that they're willing to allow that to happen with. And I think that's the point you just made, but I don't know. I, something just tells me that they're not potentially, it's the, it's literally the week after the service is launching. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to immediately move to game sales. Um, I, again, I could be wrong. I, yeah, I could th- absolutely be wrong there, but it's just my it's just that business lens that I'm looking at it through. I, I don't know if they're gonna go that route right off the bat. Yep. Okay, uh moving on here, quick topic. It's the IGN first. IGN has launched the series IGN first. So this week uh they had three interviews and they updated the website with uh this web page here. Google Stadia, all of our exclusive interviews, info, and more. But the interesting part is that we'll be updating this page all November long. So right now, there's the three interviews here. Uh, the very one with uh, Maj Bakar talking about latency. That uh, I think you talked about this last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And then there was uh, how the Google Stadia controller was designed. And the last one, it's how Doom helped convince Google Stadia would work. So it's yep. it's nice to see that uh, IGN is doing a deep cover on this right now. Because uh, before I remember seeing the videos just bashing Stadia, talking Stadia is not going to work. And now they are actually doing some seriously, seriously journalism here, covering facts, not opinions. So um, uh, I'm very positive about uh, this one on IGN. Yeah, and it's it, it, these videos that they're doing are, I, I think. <sighs> I, I don't want to reopen this can of worms. I'm going to keep this very brief. Google has tried to do, I think, the last week and a half, two weeks, a better job of the the marketing and PR piece, even though I think this is a little too late. And I, we talked about this a little bit off the air, but also in the in the the previous week on Stadia episode that I don't think this was the time for them to be doing this. This should have happened about a month ago. Nonetheless, they're doing a controlled narrative. You know, they're being very specific about what they talk about, which is what they should be doing. That's the right thing to do. They're also being very clear about what their message is, and they're not allowing things to be twisted, which again, good shout. That's what they should be doing as a, as a business uh, in this space. And um, I think you will see over the coming days and coming weeks that uh, we already can sense that IGN is going to have kind of this exclusive type of right to some of these interviews. I think you're not going to see Google venture too far off with other um, – you know, other smaller channels. And, and what do I mean by that? So we, we know that John Justice was supposed to have that interview with Bill and Lloyd from StadiaCast. And mm-hmm. that will likely 
happen. I just don't know if it's going to happen before launch. I think you can kind of see they're being very specific about how they are targeting their um, their interviews. Um, and, you know, they have an interview coming up with, um, God, why am I? Phil, Phil Harrison, sorry. Right. So they actually had one of the, the, the endpoints of the article uh, that they did. So these are good steps. These are the right steps for them to be taking. There's some good information in there. But again, you'll notice from the tested interview over to these interviews, they're super, super targeted. And what right. that leads me to believe, and again, this is a kudos to everyone that's in the Stadia community. They're listening, guys. They're listening. And they are now coming back and they are going, oh, crap. We kind of weren't as maybe clear on some things as we could have been. Let's kind of maybe be a little bit more targeted about how we're talking about things, which is things that we're asking them to do. And that's a good sign. They still need to do more. And it'll be interesting to see. Again, we'll get into the AMA, but it'll be interesting to see where that that takes off very shortly. Right, right. Uh, so before we just jump in uh, the next discussion, which is the AMA, uh, I would just thank everyone to is joining us tonight here at chat. You guys are amazing to spend the Sunday night with us. If you like this video and you like this content, just don't forget to hit the like button. That helps on the channel and helps to bring this content to other people who are interested in Stadia. Uh, now on to the AMA. So Stadia, or Grace from Google, uh, as always, three days ago, posted that the Andre will be back for another Reddit AMA this week at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. here at Eastern time. And people already had started putting some questions here, although there's not the blog post. In general, this move for the AMA, what's your vision? Uh, what is your outtakes on this, Chase? Um, I think it's a couple things. I think, one, it's their ability to connect with the community, which is something we've talked about that they need to do. Um, I think it's also an opportunity for them to control the narrative, um, which, again, um, is, I mean, an AMA in general, they're going to pick and choose what questions they want to answer anyway, so that's right. a given. I really think that's the intent of this. I'm not so convinced that we're going to get a connect um, on launch. And I've said this before. Um, I, I could see it go both ways. I could see a launch day connect. I can also see a just a video saying, here's the features. Here's what you can see day one. And I also think it's interesting that potentially the reason they're going with this AMA pathway is maybe they don't have any more games to announce right now. Maybe they're still trying to get these games built, um, which we now know, you know, they, they don't like us using the term port, which I've tried to be careful of using as well. But these games are being built on top of the, the Linux platform that is Stadia. Um, so I, I think it's very possible um, that there's nothing new for them to talk about. And rather than, again, uh, upset folks with another connect that just kind of shows the same games you know, that we already known about, maybe they're choosing to go the AMA route, um, which is allows them to, to talk, communicate about things. But the connect, think about this. You have to look at it again from that, that PR and marketing lens. The connect is designed to give us new information about what right. game 
features, right. things that we didn't know about already. And AMA is to do what? Clarify or give you um, a baseline understanding of what to expect on certain features that we already know about or allow the community to ask questions about things that we know about but need clarification on. That's why I think, and again, why I personally believe this is why they're going with an AMA. Again, if they were doing a, a connect, they could do a, a surprise, absolutely. But their track record at this point has been, we want you to be aware that we're going to have a connect so that we can pump it up and PR you know, the crap out of it yeah, so that but, everyone, everyone comes to watch it, not just us, but right. people that could be potential customers next year. And I, again, I, that's very important to remember. Let me do a devil's advocate again here. Uh, I did a, like a, a research on this. There was a, the first, very first connect on June, which was together with uh, E3 was announced not a few weeks before. But later on, uh, the connect will happen in August. Was announced like three days before the connect. So I still think we're gonna get one connect either on launch day or before launch, because or they are changing their statement because they said there will be about forty games on launch day. And I don't remember. I think right now, Toro have been announced. 40 games but these 40 games announced in total a lot of them are not ready to be delivered at launch there are a lot of titles to 2020 yeah i'm not even talking about the titles that uh, got delayed but there was a lot of titles that were planned for late 2020 or even 2021 as i think Baldur's gate is but uh so i do think it's gonna have a connect to say okay guys these are the four, uh, the new games, and all of these are coming to launch, summing the total of uh, 40 games at launch. Uh, if we look at the AMA here post, I made a, a question here. I hope it gets picked up to answer. In parts, it has already been answered, uh, but I hope uh, when the, the AMA happens, it, it's the tree, it's the real answer. So... I put it four easy questions. One was, we will have all the features available. String on ads, stage share, crowd play when stage launches. When will the list of games available at launch be reviewed? That's a good one. Uh, family sharing is a feature we can expect at launch. And then I put it one that already, uh, I'll just read the question first. I got a Founders Edition and an extra controller. In order to play local multiplayer, like MK11, for example, would the other person playing using the extra controller get like a guest user to play using the second controller? Or will he need a buddy pass to play with me? And if we scroll down a little bit, uh, Andre, answer, Andre here, if you're gonna answer this one early. Yes, that's right. You can play MK11 local co-op using single Stadia account if you have two controllers. And I put it at bonus questions. Are we going to have a Stadia Connect before launch? If so, can you tell the date? So uh, I hope some questions like these are answered during the AMA. Yeah, and what's interesting is um, Derenichaw... Andre. Andre, I always mess up his name and I feel bad. Uh, it's Derenichev, there we go. Um, 
he actually, so someone asked the question on Twitter, when does yeah. shipping start? And he, yeah. again, I have no reason to believe it's not his Twitter account. He said it starts shipping on the 19th. Right. Um, so it's, it's just, it's interesting to me that a lot of these things that we're asking, they're just things that could have been already cleared up, you know, and especially with the shipping stuff. They could have answered that a while back, but I, I did want to bring something up, something that you asked in one of your questions, Eddie, is that for the family sharing piece, John actually talked about that, interesting enough, in his interview with StadiaCast, Stadia. that, yes. that that would not be available until next year at some point. So I think that one is probably going to get that answer, likely, just because of what John already said. Um, I, I, I see that could happen as well, but... That interview happened, I think, maybe two months ago. I'm not sure exactly the date. But um, maybe they prioritize it on the development because we've seen a lot of things. If we saw last week on the podcast, we're talking about the family link APK breakdown. There was a lot of strings about uh, family sharing. On this app as well has a lot of information about family sharing. So maybe it's something they prioritize and then and brought it uh, to to happen right now. Uh, there was that position from John Justice a few months ago, but maybe there has been some development in this. Yeah, there, there, there could be. I just, my guess would be that from John's end, I don't think he would have said that in real time if the goal was to not... To, to not have that roll out later. And he was very clear in saying that they had very specific benchmarks that they are, they have a very strategic plan of how they're going to attack some of these features um, and how they're going to roll them out. So I just, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. Something could have changed between now and then. I just, my guess would be as transparent as he was there. I don't think he would have made that public statement unless that's what the goal is going to be overall, if that, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I just put it here on the screen that uh, tweet from him saying starting at yep. 19th of November, uh, it will be the starting shipping date. And just taking a look, a quick here, look at chat. Uh, Jay mentioned here, I think the AMA is an extremely controlled narrative with the next to nothing for unanswered question. Uh, we agree 100% on this. It's They will pick and choose the easy questions to be answered and the, the yeah, and hard questions they will skip. And that's not surprising. I mean, <clears throat> that's what I was saying is that this is really a way for them. And again, that's what an AMA is. It, it allows them to control what they what they ask. So that's a given. But considering the state of affairs for Google right now and where they've been getting hit from, you know, think about this as a visual to paint a picture for those of you listening to this. They're getting hit from one side that's us, the community members. They're getting hit from another side, which is the people that are the general consumer. Then they're getting hit by folks that are just bashing it because they don't like Stadia. And then they're getting hit from the media members. So at this point, they're basically, and I've said this before, they're in a corner right now. And there's a lot of things that they can't just walk away from not answering. So there's going to be some questions like that shipping situation. They're going to have to answer that. They can't. Right. If they walk out of that AMA without answering that question, 
it will be a dumpster fire. And what do I right. mean by that? It's people will, will literally lose you know, I don't. I want to use a proper term here, not a curse, a curse word or an expletive. But people are going to be pissed, so they are going to address that as well as some of the other things that people are really yeah. frustrated about. So will they're going everyone, to have. I was just going to comment that will everyone be happy with their answer? Of course not. Right. Exactly. But, uh, but they will tackle the subject. Agreed. One hundred percent. Okay, I just muted my Google Home Mini here. Uh, another yeah, comment here. I love we that, have, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric just had a very nice comment here. They should do a launch connect uh, a week before and show the UI, which games are launch games, uh, how streaming will work, uploading clips, and etc. On this, like how to use and etc. Uh, I believe they're gonna put a like a series of videos, just as they did with uh, when Made by Google happened. So they presented Made by Google. They were showing the Pixel Four, and then they said, "Okay, Stadia is launching on November 19th." Just after that, like instantaneously, they uploaded that video of Stadia 101. So uh, I think when the service launches, the Stadia YouTube channel will start to have um, some videos of, okay, this is how you share state. This is how crowd play works and so on and all, uh, how to set up and, and so on. I'm glad you said that because that's that's what I think is going to happen. I, I Listen, I agree with everyone. I I am, again, without getting off on a tangent, I am... I am baffled that they, since that August connect, they have just abandoned the PR strategy that they had, you know, and, and for any, again, for any business that's trying to roll out a brand new product, they were doing a, you know, a halfway, I don't agree with everything they did prior to the August connect, but they were following a traditional type of public relations and marketing strategy. Then after that connect, they just threw it all out the window. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I, it boggles my mind that they haven't done another connect up to this point because they, after that made by Google event, they had so much momentum. They had people's attention through all those devices that were announced. They had people's attention with the launch date, which we now know wasn't really a launch date, but that's another topic for another day. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so they had the attention of everyone and they just didn't seize it. So in my opinion, should they be doing a connect instead of an AMA? I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I think the connection have already happened. I think this AMA is great that they're doing it, but the connection have superseded this. And then you have the AMA, and then you have the launch day with all the you know the 101 or how-to videos. My guess is because again, there's probably no games that are ready to roll is what I is what I'm guessing. You know, with how quiet they've been, that's the only thing I can guess on. It doesn't make sense any other way at this point. That's why they're doing the AMA, and again. I could be wrong. We could see a connect on launch day, but my, my hunch tells me and my gut tells me it's going to be these welcome type of videos. That's what I think is going to happen. We probably will not see another connect until they have more announcements about new features that are ready to roll or games. And if they don't have that, they're not going to do a connect. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. The, um, just a chat to let you know, we're going to still hang up a couple of, Minutes after we finish here, but just gonna cover the last story. 
for this podcast, which is the Terms of Service. So it was just announced today, oh, okay, a few hours ago. So if you see the URL, it's the official stadia.google.com-tos. So uh, <laughs> I was talking offline with Chase about this. You said that we are so hyped that even the legal stuff about Stadia <laughs> we want to talk about, right? Exactly, man. And it's funny, you know, people that are dissecting this stuff, to be fair, you know, you don't. I, I don't want to dog people, you know, and I want to be, I want to be honest, but I'm a very straightforward person. And I think you are as well, Eddie. I don't think we've seen that much scrutiny over a PlayStation or, so, nope. or uh, Xbox or Nintendo, like terms of service are always there. Yep. Like example, Steam, you know, Steam yep. has a service with licensing for games. And I've made this point before where people yes. said, don't own your games. Well, I'm sorry. You know, let's just say Jeff is the person that asked me the question. <laughs> sorry, Jeff, but you don't own your games on steam. Go back and read your terms of service. Right. right. You know, in regards to the licensing, like <sighs> this is just, this is basic stuff. And, and a lot of the things that are in this terms of service agreement to be fair to Google are things that legally they have to have in there. And you're, you're going to touch on, on the, I think the biggest one, which is going to be about the capture card piece, which is the one everyone's right. really freaking out about. And, we'll, and I'll talk about it, but I want to give you that chance to kind of introduce that. Right, right. So uh, just it has uh, here the, okay, it starts with using Stadia, then it goes to purchases and payments, uh, withdrawal rights, family sharing, code of conduct, safety, and changes of terms. But uh, what people are freaking out here, it's on the very beginning, uh, restrictions. You may not use any content in whole or part as part of any public performance, except where permitted using features of services or where doing so not constitute a copyright infringement. So people are here thinking, okay, what does this mean? It means uh, I will only be able to stream on YouTube. I will not be able to stream on Twitch or Mixer or Facebook. Or may I, uh, here, the second one, use any stream ripping, stream capture, or similar software to record or create a copy of any content, even if no fee is charged. So, okay, oh my God, I cannot uh, use my capture card to stream Stadia. So guys, this is not going to happen. It's just as Chase mentioned, it's just the legal things that uh, Stadia has to put it, make it public, either to be okay with, uh, as they put it here at the beginning, the European economic area or the every territory that is, uh, Stadia will be available. It's just the legal things that uh, even maybe studios require Stadia to make it public. That's that's the big one is it's probably the publishers and and I you know I'll go back to something that was you know John talked about this again I we've talked about Stadia Castle a bit a few times here tonight but you know when he did that interview he talked about that they wanted to allow people to use OBS and use their their own um, software to do overlays and things and right. just transmit it to Google so again if they're going to allow that kind of stuff it directly contradicts some of the language here here's what I think they're talking about what I think they're afraid of is they don't want people taking 
the, and I'm trying to say this the, the most simplest way that I can, because it's two paths. I don't think they want people capturing gameplay and monetizing it for themselves outside of normal channels like Twitch or whatever. So using something that would not be constituted as, you know, approved by Google. Right. I think the other thing is they don't want people um, somehow, and I don't know how you would do this anyways, but somehow subverting or allowing uh, gameplay to be transmitted or moved across another device that isn't through the standard methods that you would play stadia on so either your phone your tablet whatever that may be they don't want you doing it on something other than those those options so i think that's what they're talking about i think the publishers wanted them to put this in here because they just again publishers want to be proactive and safe they don't want someone taking their game and going to let's say you you record something on your capture card and you walk down to the street corner in the town that you live in and you say well this is my work product I made this game, not that anyone would do that, but I'm just giving you an example. Well, then you've, com you've committed copyright <laughs> because you've just presented a work product that's not your own. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff they're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it has anything to do with you being able to stream um, because, again, John wouldn't have said that. And that's what I keep going back to is if, if that's not what John meant, and I, I hope that's not the case because if it is, he's going to have a lot of explaining to do. Um, there's no reason that John would have said that in that context. So that's just my views on it. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent with you. I think it, this is just as business as usual after reading. Uh, I think, uh, okay. It's just because of everything that is stated right now, uh, it's brings people's attention, but, uh, I, I wouldn't see every, anything here as a big deal. But I, I just realized something that I, I want to highlight here. I don't know if I can put it on the stream for our friends to see. But looking at the tab, it says Stadia Beta. The, the tab for the Terms of Services, it says here Stadia Beta. And that's an interesting one. I haven't seen any communication from Google yet saying Beta. But uh, if we look at, I just did a search here on the text. There's no nothing else mentioned in beta, but the tab here says Stadia beta. That, that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, but again, I don't, I don't have any problems with that terminology. I've said it before. I think we're early adopters. Um, some people have called it a beta. I don't have any issue with that. I, I think it is a early rollout or early adopter or beta, if you want to call it that. So it's not that big of a deal to me, um, you know, it, using that type of language, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So um, let's just wrap up here, the podcast uh, guys on the chat. We will continue here for a while. So uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to this podcast and joining us on the Saturday, the Sunday night, starting this week, we're doing the shows every Sunday night at 8 PM Eastern time. Uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash stadiaplayer1. You can follow Chase at twitter.com slash phantomufcfan. Um, Chase has his shows on his channel as well. Everyone I consider, I uh, consider, no, I invite you to watch all of these shows. Uh, Stadia 5 and 5 is awesome. Resume in five minutes every Wednesday, right, Chase? 
Yeah, every Wednesday in the afternoon, uh, it's a it's a concise video package. It takes five minutes of your time. People love it. I, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on it. So um, I've tried to do that because everyone's got different stuff going on in their days. And five <laughs> minutes is, is not a lot right. of time. So, And uh, yes, guys, next week we're going to be stage a weekend launch. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting show. Uh, I hope uh, I see you guys all next week as well. Okay. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a good one.